this is one of those episodes that um, people would ask, Victor Marvel, why do you talk about race so much? This episode kind of justifies why. Also, people say that the real racists are Democrats and the liberals. That's a new thing that's going around. And um, that's been going around since, you know, well, for quite some time now. And um, that's not to say that Dem like Democrats are above racism. Racism is racism, right? But you cannot deny that open racism is definitely more um, on the so-called conservative. I say so-called conservative side because since Trump has been in office, these Republicans have been anything but conservative. Okay. They tried to impeach Clinton. Well, they did impeach Clinton for getting a blowjob in the Oval Office <laughs> and um, or lying, perjuring himself. But funny how they look past everything Trump does. So they've been anything but conservative. And as far as racism goes, they're just flat out letting it all hang. They're not even trying to cover it up or pretend like then you know it's not racism uh they they put Candace Owens on out there to I guess try to make people believe that the conservatives and the Republicans are like this uh I don't know I, I guess they're the they're the new answer for black people I guess that's what she's trying to promote but um, I was watching an old episode of the Majority Report. It's not that old, but it um came out about three weeks ago. The the Majority Report with Sam uh, Cedar, and um, they played this clip of Pat Buchanan. I just want you to take a listen to what Pat Buchanan has to say <laughs> about black people. Um, and, and, uh, minorities in general, just, just kind of listen to the, to the, um, smugness, the arrogance, the privilege, the white privilege is very heavy. Just listen to what he's saying. We give 1.3 million green cards which I think is way too many uh, every year in the United States. Most Americans polled say, think it's either they well, keep it the same the or lower the number. 90% of these are folks coming from what you might call the second or the third world. And people are, you know, people are fundamentally basically good, but there's no doubt there's a greater difficulty in assimilating people from different civilizations and cultures and ethnicities and, 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 and races in the United States it, than there. Than, 
than other folks. And we know this is true. African-Americans have been here since 1619. They've helped build and create the nation. They're part of its culture and history. And yet we haven't fully assimilated African-American citizens. He said they haven't assimilated African-American citizens. They haven't assimilated. In other words, we haven't adapted to white culture. Like black people, like African-Americans have to adapt to something. Like we, like they're, they are trying to get us to what they would call evolve. You have to listen in between the words. Like he's he's telling you something, but you have to listen closely to what he's saying because it's, it's he's saying something that a lot of racists believe. They believe black people haven't evolved. Like, in other words, white society is the standard and black America or black people in general are on a lower level. And we haven't assimilated with others. Who's the others that he's talking about? Who's the we that he's talking about? See this, I play this kind of stuff. Because people love to accuse me of race baiting. I've received hate mail. People saying, stop talking about racism. But when you have this kind of talk out in the open, imagine what he says behind closed doors. I want you to think. We have to adapt. We have to assimilate. To who? Who who do we need to adapt to? Why can't we be us? He's confessing something here. So just kind of like, listen, I'll play it back. I'll play it back in case you didn't catch it. Green cards, which I think is way too many. Uh, every year in the United States. Most Americans poll think it's either they keep it the same or lower the number. And 90% of these are folks coming from what you might call the second or the third world. And people are, you know, people are fundamentally basically good, but there's no doubt there's a greater difficulty in assimilating people from different civilizations and cultures and ethnicities and, 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 and races in the United States than, than, than other folks. And we know this is true. African-Americans have been here since 1619. They've now he recognizes that we are part of the culture of america we are america we helped build america we didn't just help build america damn it we built america you can't be the slave and the master the master doesn't build anything the slaves built it so he's admitting that but even in that admission, he's still saying we need to assimilate. We need to adapt. We need to become more like them as if there's something wrong with us. And the, 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 um, 
key point in all of this is that he is telling you that there's something wrong with being black. That's what he's telling you. Listen. And yet we haven't fully assimilated African-American citizens. At the same time, we're bringing in millions and millions of people. We're conducting an experiment, which, you know, it, to me, I'm a pessimist. I just, it's not working, it seems to me. But Ms. Harris, what did she say? I mean, she's virtually in the first part of that, that comment she made, she's calling for open borders. That's the end of countries. Um, to be that, fair, that, I, that was uh, Pat Buchanan. <laughs> you see, I'm not race baiting. This is Pat Buchanan, excuse me, Pat Buchanan speaking, and I'm just responding. That's not race baiting. When the Ku Klux Klan and the white nationalists say, we're going to take our country back. And I react with commentary. That's not race baiting. The race baiters are the racists. But they try to flip it and make it seem as if the people that are responding are the race baiters. You see how they do that? This is this is very key to what he's saying. We are not white enough. Now, I didn't want to play Sam Cedar's part um, from the majority report. Um, I didn't want to steal his segment. Um, but it was so good that I... I, I I just want to play a little bit of it. Um, just listen to what he's saying and how he's breaking it down. And, you know, he gives very good commentary on this. You know, it, to me, I'm a pessimist. I just, it's not working. This is still Pat Buchanan, but listen to. What did she say? I mean, she's virtually in the first Listen to. How Sam Cedar reacts. Open borders. That's the end of countries. Um, to be fair, I haven't listened to the full interview when Laura Ingram says, Hey, Pat, I got to stop you there. Um, the idea that somehow um, <clears throat> African Americans have not assimilated to our culture is um, stunningly offensive. And the idea that African-Americans, um, you know, have not blended in with white people enough yet and with have not adopted white culture after all we did to beat, uh, beat it into them, literally, is really uh, offensive, Pat. So <laughs> Sam Cedar is reacting to what... Um, Pat Buchanan said in this interview with Laura Ingram. Now, Laura Ingram is a damn racist little, right? Okay, 
And I can't stand this chick. She's the same chick. If y'all don't know who Laura Ingram is, I'll give you a little bit of um, history on her. She allows Candace Owens to come on her show and just spit this garbage about black people, right? Candace Owens is a sellout, bedwench, Negro that Fox News and conservatives love to um, puppet out into the you no know, in front of the camera and basically just tap dance and talk about black people in it just in a very disrespectful way. And she is black herself. I'm talking about Candace Owens. Laura Ingram is a white woman who made fun of Nipsey Hussle after Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle was murdered. She laughed, and um, you may remember T.I. and uh, some other famous people reacted to that. So what Sam Cedar, the host of the, the Majority Report, is saying here is even Laura Ingram had to stop Pat Buchanan and say, uh... That's a little offensive. <laughs> what you're trying to say is that black people haven't blended in well with white America. Because, you know, black America is not good enough. They need to become whiter. Because in their mind, we're still their slaves. We're still their property. And they determine whether we're successful or not. Am I lying? Oh, Victor Morrow, stop talking about race. No, I'll stop talking about race when there's no more racism. <laughs> Man, that's all you talk about. Yeah, well, tell them to shut up. I didn't tell Pat Buchanan to come on there and, and try to convince me and, and every other so-called African-American that we're supposed to be white and that if we're not uh, good enough unless we're white, because that's basically what he's saying. We have to adapt to white culture and not be proud to be who we are. I didn't say that. Pat Buchanan said it. Now you want to take the issue, take it up with him. I'm going to play a little bit more of um, Sam Cedar's reaction. I mean, you know, have not blended in with white people enough yet and with have not adopted white culture after all we did to beat, uh, beat it into them, literally, is really uh, offensive, Pat. I mean, th this is the idea that she can maintain a radio show that is sponsored by major corporations for allowing something like that to be unchecked is stunning. I will say I was... Now, <laughs> the reason why her sponsors don't check her is because her sponsors know her audience. Sponsors know who they're sponsoring. 
Okay, they know. They know that they're they are sponsoring a person who is speaking to a certain demographic, a certain audience, a certain age range, and they know that it's not going to be any blowback because who are the majority of people that are watching Fox News? Now, if the majority of black people were watching Fox News, it would be problems for sponsorship. But they know they're not going to lose anything um, on Fox News. No, no. Because that kind of talk is accepted on Fox News. But yet Candace Owens, the black bed wench and puppet, Negro puppet for alt-right conservatives is trying to convince me that I'm supposed to get off the Democratic plantation and go to the Republicans. You see? You see how this is all? Pat Buchanan said on Laura Ingram's show how he really felt in his heart. And he's too old and senile and stupid to even realize that he, one, offended a lot of people. And two, that he said something that a lot of races feel in their heart, but don't want to admit on live TV or on radio. He forced even Laura Ingram as racist and as uh, much of a B-I-T-C-H as she is. Even she had to say, Pat, that's a little offensive, isn't it? (laughs) You know it's bad when you force Laura Ingram. To uh, try to get you to tone it down. But she wasn't offended by what Pat said. She was just more uh, afraid that she would receive blowback from it. She was she was afraid that, you know, trust me, she doesn't care about black people. It, it wasn't that, she, that he offended black people that she was afraid of. But she, what she's afraid of is how people are going to you know, react when they hear it and knowing that this is on live TV and um, it could be big trouble for her if people were to actually uh, protest. So (laughs) I'm saying all that to say this. You will never convince a racist that you are a you that you are equal to them you can shuck and jive you can I don't, you can kiss ass all you want to what he said what Pat Buchanan just said in this clip was very telling if you don't know now you know I already knew I've been new I grew up knowing, but there's a lot of our people, a lot of black people in America that don't know. 
And I'm just glad that Pat Buchanan said it because it makes it a lot easier for me. Joe Biden makes it official. He's running for president in 2020. And here's what he had to say. Charlottesville, Virginia is home to the author of one of the great documents in human history. We know it by heart. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. We've heard it so often, it's almost a cliche, but it's who we are. We haven't always lived up to these ideals. Jefferson himself didn't, but we have never before walked away from them. Charlottesville is also home to a defining moment for this nation in the last few years. It was there on August of 2017 we saw Klansmen and white supremacists and neo-Nazis come out in the open. Their crazed faces illuminated by torches, veins bulging, and bearing the fangs of racism, chanting the same anti-Semitic bile heard across Europe in the 30s. And they were met by a courageous group of Americans, and a violent clash ensued. And a brave young woman lost her life. And that's when we heard the words of the President of the United States that stunned the world and shocked the conscience of this nation. He said there were, quote, some very fine people on both sides. Very fine people on both sides? With those words, the President of the United States assigned a moral equivalence between those spreading hate and those of the courage to stand against it. And in that moment, I knew the threat to this nation was unlike any I had ever seen in my lifetime. I wrote at the time, and we're in the battle for the soul of this nation. Well, that's even more true today. We are in the battle for the soul of this nation. I believe history will look back on four years of this president and all he embraces as an aberrant moment in time. But if we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation, who we are. And I cannot stand by and watch that happen. The core values of this nation are standing in the world, our very democracy. Everything that has made America, America is at stake. That's why today I'm announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. Folks, America is an idea, an idea that's stronger than any army, bigger than any ocean, more powerful than any dictator or tyrant. It gives hope to the most desperate people on earth. It guarantees that everyone is treated with dignity and gives hate no safe harbor. It instills in every person in this country the belief that no matter where you start in life, there's nothing you can't achieve if you work at it. That's what we believe. And above all else, that's what's at stake in this election. We can't forget what happened in Charlottesville. Even more important, we have to remember who we are. This is America. Well, there you have it. Sleepy Joe Biden. 
is running for president again. Just my quick thoughts on that. <clears throat> First of all, I think Biden is. I think he is better equipped um, to beat Donald Trump. <clears throat> he's better. He's than any other candidate that I that I see. I think that Biden stands the best chance at defeating Donald Trump, but it won't be easy. The economy is doing good from news reports anyway. You can never trust news reports these days. Um, and I think Trump's base, for the most part, remains intact. Although I did read some time ago, and I posted it up on realmoralpost.com, that Trump's numbers in the Midwest are dropping but you know how people are that could have been a reaction but Biden more than any other candidate stands the best chance of defeating Trump and right now Democrats have to and I'm going to say this and piss a lot of uh, progressive all progressives. I'm gonna piss a lot of them off. Democrats have to kind of like step away from a lot of things that they may even believe in, or things that they even care about at this moment, and rally behind the person that stands the best chance of beating Trump. I don't think Bernie can do it. I think Bernie Bernie is one of those people that he has like he has a following but I don't think it's a presidential following. You know what I mean? It's kind of like if I was to put it in the football terms, it's kind of like the Buffalo Bills. Of the 90s. If you understand what I mean. Where I'm going with this. You know the Bills were a good team. But they weren't. Super Bowl champions. You know. To, to, to win a presidential election. Especially in this day and time. Is a whole nother ball game. To have supporters. And people. That are. Um, really behind you, that's one thing. But because of the way the electoral college is set up, if it was a popular vote, yeah, maybe Bernie would win. But as we saw with Hillary Clinton and with Al Gore, the popular vote isn't going to get it done. You have to win states that you like that in other words like you have to Florida and Ohio 
are two key states in every presidential election from what I've seen. You got to flip one of those states. And what Hillary failed at was, first of all, she lost Pennsylvania. And I think um, Biden being a Pennsylvania guy will carry Pennsylvania. And that's automatically one state that Trump will probably not have in in this next election if Biden is the nominee. I don't know how Bernie's polling in Pennsylvania. So, you know, I'm, but I'm just saying. Just my opinion. I believe it's Biden or no one at this point. All these other Democratic not, um, candidates are just in the way. Some may make good vice presidential uh, candidates, you know. But I think that there's too many Democrats running for president at the moment. And my fear is that they are going to tear each other down in the and when the debates start and pick each other apart. And you know Trump is the is the opportunist. He's the he is all about timing and opportunity. He spent his whole life. He's a businessman. He'll take whatever uh whatever um is used by Democrats that are running against Biden, he'll use that as a weapon later on when the actual presidential election is on. So that's something to look out for. One of the key things that Biden said in his his speech was how Trump said there was very fine people on both sides. Biden can use those words um, and use it effectively, I believe. And see, this is something that Biden has in his favor that Hillary didn't. And even if Hillary had it, I don't think she would have executed the way I think Biden will execute. Getting the message across that United States of America, whether you believe it's true or not, is about equality. And that Trump is not. Trump is a dictator. Okay? He has displayed characteristics of a tyrant and a dictator. Whether or not you agree with that is one thing. What I'm saying is politically, 
Biden is going to run on that. And Biden should run on that. And I, and I think he can get that point across better than anyone else. And also, here's another thing that I think Biden has gone in his favor. The fact that he was the vice president for Obama. And for the most part, the majority of the country has fond um, memories of the Obama administration. He's not doing what Al Gore did. Al Gore was trying to distance himself from Bill Clinton. Coming off a strong economy, Gore made the huge mistake of trying to be like his own man. There's a time to do that, and there's a time to uh, benefit from being the vice president. And I think that Biden is smart enough, and this, this is very key. I believe he's going to allow Obama to even speak and support him. And like I said, because the majority of the country has fond memories of Obama, whether or not you believe Obama was a great president or whether you believe he was the worst president, it doesn't matter. I'm not speaking at the moment as Victor Morrow, the reporter, the critic. I'm talking about the majority of the country because I was the first person to criticize Obama. First black person to criticize him that I know. Yeah, I know I'm independent, right? I don't care. I don't have a dog in the fight. I'm a reporter. That's all I do is report. I don't care about any political party. I just speak truth. That's it. But what I think, in my opinion, from what we see, is that people really still love Obama. And um, because of that, Biden can give the promise of bringing back the Obama administration, if not all of it, some of it, at least run on restoring order and dignity into the White House. Okay? And also, I'm going to say another thing. Trump has embarrassed America all over the world. Because I interact with people from other countries, people from other nations, people from all over the world. And I get feedback and opinions that a lot of other people don't get. And not everyone but a lot of people, majority, I would say the majority of people feel like Trump has embarrassed America. That 
people don't even look at America the same way. Whether they should or not, that's neither here nor there. Again, I'm not, it's not even about whether Trump is a good president. I'm speaking politically. Politically speaking, this is the majority opinion. Okay? Trump's approval rating is down. And um, his approval rating dropped 5% after the Mueller report was released. And this is one thing that's really pissing Trump off. He can say he's not affected by the Mueller report. He is. Um, I wrote this on the um, Real Morrow Post. Um, Trump's approval rating drops 5% despite having a good economy. I believe that is mainly because most people do not believe that Trump is the real reason why the economy is doing good in the first place. Majority of Americans know that President Obama helped keep the, com the economy from collapsing after George W. Bush dragged um, the U.S., and the two wars during his presidency. Those were two wars that were unjustified, by the way. No weapons of mass destruction found. And the weapons of mass destruction that Iraq did have was given to Iraq by the United States. Believe it or not. Some people don't remember. But anyway, um, it says, So the Obama administration is still fresh in the minds of many Americans. Trump tried to take credit for policies and plans that Obama already had in place. One major policy that sticks out is affordable health care with Trump and Republicans. Um, they have vowed to get rid of it, but have yet to offer something better. I believe this has caused many Americans not to believe in anything that Trump claims or takes credit for. The other reason um, why Trump may be suffering in the polls is because of the Mueller report. Trump tried to put his spin on it early. Um, he tried to put his spin on it early before the report was even released to the public. Early claims of no collusion and complete exoneration were touted by the Trump administration. But when the report was made public and everyone in America had access to it, People were able to see just what a liar Trump is. The report did not exonerate Trump at all. In fact, it says the opposite. Even some Fox News hosts were forced to say that um, the report does not make Trump look good. Okay. No matter the reason why Trump is sliding in the polls, even he has to know this does not look good going into the 2020 election, especially after Democrats have taken over the House by mopping the floor with Republicans in the midterms. Trump has hit the lowest approval rating he has had um, since he's been in office. 39% approval and 57% disapproval. 
disapproving his job performance. So Fox News <laughs> is trying to do damage control, at least one Fox News host, over the bad poll numbers that Trump is receiving. Um, the Mueller report is doing damage, whether they want to admit it or not. Okay, they can yell no collusion all they want to, but people have gotten a chance to see the Mueller report. Okay, and Shep Smith of Fox News even admitted that it doesn't make Trump look good. So, <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> to, I'm going to play this. It's kind of funny. Uh, listen to the damage control that uh, Fox, uh, Fox News tries to do to try to explain away the bad poll numbers. They want to blame the poll, uh, the pollsters. taking a hit from the Mueller report. No collusion, but he takes a hit. He's down to 37%, and that's down six points since March. Sean Steele is with us. He's on the Republican National Committee. Sean, this slide is not good. What are you going to do about it? Well, what I'm going to do about it is look at who actually did the poll. It's an outlier. Sadly, it's by Reuters, uh, of course, Rolling Stone, and some of the more extreme publications have been uh, repeating this, but you have to look at the gold standard. Fox doesn't show that. Uh, the, uh, the Rasmussen shows that Trump's at 49%. So it's the old battle between which poll is reliable, which isn't. Reuters has been, sadly, sort of taken over. It went to okay, bankruptcy. Okay, but wait a second, Sean. taken over by the hard left. But wait a second. I don't believe the, it. The Rasmussen poll shows a decline in approval. The Reuters poll shows a decline in approval. Regardless of which poll, his approval numbers are down. Again, yep. what are you going to do about it? Well, what Trump's going to do is he's, he's actually, a year ago, you look at the same poll from Reuters, he's actually up the way uh, Donald Trump is. Going through the whole Mueller enterprise, now the, now the tables are reversed. And what we're going to see from Attorney General Barr is an investigation of those that used to hunt Trump. They are now going to be hunted. So the, so the discussion's going to change. But at the same time, the Democrats are in deep denial. They're going to keep digging themselves in a hole that makes themselves look less credible. Yes, it was a bad hit from bad publicity from the mainstream media, but it's only down a few notches. Okay. By and large, Trump hasn't lost a lot of ground. Joe Biden's reportedly going to announce his candidacy sometime this week. I have a question for you, Sean. Who would you rather go up against, Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders? And please don't say we don't care. Who's your preference? Well, my preference would be Bernie Sanders because he is a clear-cut, unapologetic, hardcore leftist, a socialist, self-admitted. Biden's more, uh, more subtle, more interesting, and we just don't know. Is he a Jeb Bush or is he a Donald Trump? Is he going to survive the Democrat civil war? Is he going to be uh, just uh, uh, doddering and out of touch and out of sync? Or is he going to be authentic? Uh, is he going to be uh, somebody that can actually unify the Democrats, or is he going to be part of the problem within the Democrat Party? It's fascinating. He's got real potential to be a real threat because he might be able to, to take on Trump in the battleground states. Yeah. But right now, my money is uh, that, tr that uh, Biden's probably their most credible shot, but he's got so much baggage, 
Joe Biden has got creepy baggage, and I don't know if he's going to be able to get around that. Okay, we shall see. Sean Steele, thanks for joining us. So, we... so, like I said, even Fox News admits it. The person that is better suit, more equipped, stands a better chance to bring down Trump is Biden. Everyone else is just in the way. Um, but as far as the poll numbers are concerned, <sighs> to Fox News's credit, they have reason to be skeptical because um, we, we saw that Hillary was supposedly the clear-cut winner in the 2016 presidential election and we saw how that turned out. So I'll give I'll give them credit for that for not trusting pollsters. But at the same time, I believe that these polls are real and it's true because I've I've followed social media, I followed um just the the vibe that I'm getting from around the country is that when the Mueller report was dropped and A.G. Barr came out and tried to get ahead of it, Republicans were celebrating no collusion, no collusion, no collusion. Trump is exonerated. But when the actual report was released to the public, I downloaded it. And a lot of other people got a chance to actually look and see what was inside. And it said the exact opposite of exonerated. And I do believe that Trump took a hit. And a 5%, 6% hit makes sense. If you think about it, if you do the math, you know he's not going to completely fall off the map. But it does sound about right that he would take about a 5% um, decrease. So this is um, this is a a very important time for the Democrats at this moment because the Mueller report showed a chink in his armor. I'm talking about Trump. It showed a chink in his armor, and you have some conservatives. I'm not going to say all, but I have seen a slight change on the, on the comment board when reading comments from Fox News uh, YouTube channels and even in their websites. You know, it's not all, but it sounds about right to say that 5% have um have have basically gotten to the point where they don't believe Trump anymore and they actually do believe what was released in the report democrats are going to have to take advantage of that so anyway in closing this is the victim Mar report and uh you can check me out at uh, realmorrowpost.com the victim Mar report is there. Uh, you can find it on 
uh, Spotify, Spreaker, SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, um, just about every place where a podcast will be found. Also, I'm looking to go on some FM um, stations coming soon. So that's going to be also something else to look out for. So till next time, I'm going to try to make Friday the normal day for the Victor Morrow report when I go into news, politics, and current events. Until next time, I'm out. But remember this, in a world full of lies, there's only one thing that will remain true. The Victor Morrow Report.